It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Welcome back, everyone. Final segment of Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. It is great to be with you. As we mentioned, uh, rolling into the break there, if you missed any of uh, my interview with Greg McEwen on essentialism, uh, you can either go to the podcast, Therefore What Podcast, or you can go to the uh, KSL Inside Sources Facebook page or our social media channels and uh, snag that. It's a, it's a great conversation. gives you a lot to think about. Uh, it's given me a lot to think about. Uh, first, I was wondering if it was an intervention by my wife and Greg uh, conspiring uh, to get me on a better path in terms of getting to the essential, not just working 24-7. Uh, but there's some great things to think about in there. In fact, uh, my wife and I are actually reading the book together. Uh, so that's uh, been a good good way to start some some crucial conversations in terms of how we spend our time, where we put our attention, and what we do intentionally uh, in terms of building our life and our future. So a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, we'll continue this conversation over the next month uh, because there's so much that we're learning through this coronavirus uh, that actually impacts how we live. And there's some things I think we ought to hold on to. Uh, as we move forward and kind of re-engage in society and, and in the economy and our jobs and all those other things, uh, there's some very essential things we should realize, wow, that was a good thing. That was a good part of this whole process. All right, we're going to shift gears now and uh, close out the day uh, with a focus on the Statue of Liberty. It was on uh, this day in uh, 1885 that the uh, a very dismantled Statue of Liberty arrived in uh, New York Harbor. It had come over from France, a gift from the French folks. Uh, they were initially doing it to commemorate uh, the 100th year of the Declaration of Independence. It took them a little longer than they thought. And uh, one of the interesting things to me was that the uh, Statue of Liberty arrived in, in 350 pieces, 200 different cases and boxes. Uh, copper and iron statue, they reassembled it and uh, dedicated it the following year uh, in ceremonies that were presided over by Grover Cleveland, who was uh, president of the United States at the time. And, of course, it has become this enduring symbol uh, in our country. Uh, the lady in the harbor uh, with her lamp uh, lighting the way for, for all those to come. And uh, it was about uh, 20 years later, uh, in uh, 1903, uh, we talk about the uh, the famed uh, bit of poetry that uh, is on the statue, a plaque there, uh, the New Colossus by American poet Emma Lazarus. Uh, and, and this was really interesting to me. The uh, She actually wrote that poem... 20 years earlier, so she wrote it in 1883 as part of a fundraiser for the pedestal that Lady Liberty stands on. So really interesting. Uh, of course, her uh, her famous words uh, are there on the statue, and they've, they've been used in political speech and in uh, great ideas uh, ever since. And this whole idea, uh, as we just heard that rendition, uh, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to be free. The wretched refuge on of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Uh, 
And to me, those are, are great words for us to, to get back to in this time of deep division in our country. Uh, and again, I don't think we're nearly as divided as we think we are. I think there's a lot in common. I think there's much that can be done at the local level, at the state level, at the federal level that can help all Americans uh, breathe a little freer. Uh, and so I, I want to hit just a, a quick thought as we round out our day today on Inside Sources that this idea of these huddled masses yearning to be free, uh, to breathe free, uh, we live in this time where where breathing free uh, is not just a, a question of the the immigrant or the the refugee uh, coming to our shores here in America. Uh, literally, for the past two weeks, we've been focused on the fact that one man uh, was denied his ability to breathe and lost his life, and the the debate and the protest, uh, peaceful and some less peaceful, even uh, troubled, and uh, riots in certain places. Uh, But it all started with this idea of, can we breathe free? So we have a conversation to have in terms of racial inequalities. Uh, We're having big debates in Washington right now and in our local communities with our, our mayors and commissioners and our law enforcement leaders uh, about how we do things. How do we root out any kind of uh, systematic uh, prejudice, Uh, things that uh, are not granting all Americans that right and that ability uh, to truly breathe free? Uh, And it's not just in that space. Uh, We have others, uh, other huddled masses in this country. Uh, Some of them uh, are on our streets. And the, the homeless population, the addicted population, who are struggling to breathe free. And they need help. And that's part of our job. Lady Liberty holds the lamp uh, to light that way. But it's up to us, the citizens. It's the we, the people, who create space for that to happen. Uh, we have many that are struggling in intergenerational poverty who are yearning to breathe free. And there's a role for government? Yes, There's a bigger role for civil society? Yes. There's a ginormous role for family and friends and neighbors and community? Absolutely yes. Because that's the test. Because it's not just, again, it's not just the immigrant. It's not just the refugee that we're here to help breathe free. It's it's everyone. Uh, That is the essence of the country. Uh, when we talk essentialism with uh, with Greg McEwen, uh, the essence of this country is that ability to breathe free, to stand up straight and tall, to be proud of who you are and what you believe and how you live, and that you have the opportunity to pursue your version, your own version of the American dream. And we do that when all of us, every single one of us, can breathe free. That's the challenge for the day today. Rock the vote. Engage in the process at every level, from a county council seat to the governor's race to the president of the United States. It's up to us. Make it happen. Breathe free. I'm Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. Thanks for joining us on KSL Inside Sources today. And as always, as you go out into the world today, see something that inspires, say something that uplifts, and do something that makes a difference. 
A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.